Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Black Panther Spoiler Review here on Blah Blah Podcast. I am Jason Green, and with me today is Sean Smith. And Jason, in my mind, I heard you say Black History Month Podcast. Uh, The the spoiler cast for the Black History Month. Yes. Yeah, well, go read a history book, everybody. uh, That's well more informed than we are. Uh, Also with us today is Steve Coltis. Hee hee hee. And rounding out this great spoiler, hint, hint, spoiler review is Mike Dowling. Was that Fat Albert? <laughs> it was. That's me. <laughs> Hello. Oh, God. All right. I can see our numbers are going down already. We've offended so many people. Yeah, we're not allowed to reference Bill Cosby ever again. Yeah. Who? who? Bill who? I love, exactly. I love little Bill. Exactly. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to dive deep into Black Panther, Marvel's newest superhero film that came out the other week, a uh, week ago, almost. No, it was last Friday, right? <laughs> Five days ago. <laughs> oh, my God. This is what being unemployed does. You just lo- completely lose the concept of what day it is. And uh, anyway, so we're going to go, we're going to dive deep into the film, tell you what we thought about it, what we thought worked, what we thought didn't work, uh, give you an overall score of the review, and for the last yeah. time, final warning spoilers so if you haven't seen the movie go see the movie come back here listen and uh yeah remember to leave us a comment at blah blah pod one on twitter so who wants to start off the uh what they thought of black panther steve me (laughs) oh no but uh so i'm uh admittedly i'm not the biggest uh black panther fan as far as knowing like the mythos and everything racist right i know (laughs) i I felt it i felt it coming but i just (laughs) As it, the the hero the hero himself he's cool but I just didn't know any of like really the backstory or or villains or whatever so I went into this relatively fresh like not really knowing anything besides the main character and you know where he's from uh, but I really I really enjoyed this movie it felt very different from a Marvel movie in a lot of spots um, like I'm sure we'll get into it later but the whole scene in like the the illegal casino in Korea that felt very almost like uh, a blade type scene to me. <clears throat> James uh, very, Bond. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, very. Uh, but uh, it for me it worked. You know, I thought it was cool. But uh, without going into specifics, I really enjoyed myself, and I thought this was really, really well done. Great. Um, I'll go next. Yeah, I, I'm completely in agreement with you, Steve. I really, really like this movie. Little nitpicky things here and there that I'll get into later. But I thought everyone was great. Uh, Michael B. Jordan was the standout. Uh, he's probably my f- favorite Marvel mil- villain. Hopefully Thanos is really good too. But Killmonger was an excellent villain with a great motive that I could get behind. And um, Whoa, hold on. Don't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, like, not that I want to do what he was doing. But um, but you can get behind you know, it. <laughs> you can empathize him. I see where he was coming from. And he was leagues beyond... The other Marvel villains that we've had, like uh, Yellow Jacket and Malekith, and, and um, oh. I guess I, I liked Ronan. I have a soft spot for Ronan the Accuser, but yeah, Killmonger was better than him too. Uh, it was a really great movie. Um, yeah, and I can't wait to see it again. Uh, Mike, uh, I also enjoyed it. Um, it is, I think, the only Marvel movie that I have seen twice in theaters now. Uh, probably partially thanks to Movie Pass, but that's not here or there. No, I, I went alone both times because, oh. you know. I'm so lonely. 
uh, I don't know. The the only uh, exposure I've had to Black Panther in the past was when Forrest Gump, uh, you know, Forrest Gump crashed the party. Oh, I remember. Oh my God, I remember. shut up. <laughs> I but remember. no, I, I've I've never really read any of his comics. I mean, other than when he's occasionally shown up as Storm's husband in uh, a few Avengers comics. Uh, that was That's my. Nice. That was. I don't know if they're still together. I don't really read it, the That's Marvel kinda, comics. That's kind of funny. That's kind of funny because I remember reading Angela Bassett, who plays his mom, was originally supposed to play Storm in the original X-Men movie that eventually Halle, Halle Berry was cast with Storm. What's also funny is that just the other day I turned on TV and I saw Angela Bassett in Vampire in Brooklyn. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, great soundtrack, great villain, probably one of the better villains, uh, so... But you know what they fucking do with these movies, uh, with their villains. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope we can mean, talk about that later too. By the way. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And and uh, Chadwick Boseman, great actor, uh, doesn't really do a whole lot. I mean, it almost sort of feels uh, akin to like the main character of GTA Three, where like he doesn't do much because you want to just project yourself onto him. I guess, yeah. They also uh, surround him with a lot of good supporting characters, and he's kind of like the most bland thing in the movie. Right. <clears throat> he's very stoic. In a, Which uh, is, is both a good and a bad thing. Like, it's good that it's not like the prototypical Marvel jokey kind of superhero. Yeah, no, he wasn't a quipster. He wasn't Tony Stark. He wasn't, you know, Thor and Ragnarok. Yeah, but at the um, same time, it's you kind of don't really care too much about him, and you just want to see Michael B. Jordan more. Which is kind of yeah, how no, I felt. I kind of, I kind of wanted like let him actually be dead and have Shuri put on this suit and fight him because she has a uh, charisma, she has a personality. Now that would have subverted everyone's expectations. Well, it, Jason, it's a movie family. about family. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. It kind of is a little bit. It really is. Yeah, but uh, Mike, are you done? Can I pass it to Sean? Absolutely. Okay, Sean, hot potato. What do you think of Black Panther? Uh. It was it was good. It was okay. It was fine. Uh, I mean, it, it, it me, sucked. <laughs> yeah, no, th- there was some good stuff in it. There was also some head scratching stuff, and there was also uh, just the prototypical Marvel stuff in it. Uh, it was weird to me that like thirty minutes of the movie were taken directly from the Craig Bond series, uh, especially the twenty minutes where they just ripped off Skyfall for a little while, um, and. I can't say any of the performances were bad, and I, I, I guess we can go on to um, talk about Michael B. Jordan more later, but uh, um, I feel like he was underutilized, and, uh, you know, I, for, I, I feel like the movie couldn't decide who they wanted their main villain to be. It's like they started with Claw and then went over to, to Killmonger, and it, it's, it's, I don't know, it felt kind of off for a little while especially in the first half of the movie where it just feels like nothing's happening. It's like this truncated origin story. That's not really an origin story. Um, and, uh, what else? Uh, the third act was pretty, uh, it was pretty predictable, especially if you've seen all the Marvel movies, you know exactly how they're, how it's going to end. Trailer. As soon as I saw the, uh, I think it was like halfway through the movie. They, they show the, um, the trains mining the, uh, the stuff underneath, 
uh, Wakanda. Oh, I'm like, that's yeah, exa- how, yeah. They yeah. they mentioned how it it's uh, it uh, deactivates the vibranium, and I'm like, oh well, obviously that's where the end fight's going to be because I know he gets the suit. So yeah, it was in the trailer too. So I'm like, oh yeah, you kind of it was kind of predictable in that regards. Um, but overall, I thought it was it was good. It was okay. Um, not my favorite Marvel movie, but you know, it was a good one. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry. It's ghost pepper chip in my throat. Jason, um, J- Jason, we disagree with Sean. We have to <laughs> <laughs> like the gorilla people. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Umbaku. That dude was awesome though. Uh, he was that, that whole tribe was fucking awesome. Yeah. So let's, uh, break down the movie a little bit. And, uh, we, I, I kind of agree with you, Sean, in a way that I felt the first half of the movie was meandering a bit, but. The more I think about it, the more I think it works. Like, they're trying to set up Wakanda. They're trying to show you the life, the politics, all the stuff it takes uh, T'Challa to be Black Panther in the first half of the movie. And um, and then I understand, and then I know they, they introduced Michael B. Jordan, or Killmonger's character, and then he, like, he goes away for a while and comes back like later. Like, a while. Yeah, and then, um, but that kind of worked for me, just in the context of, like, you know, they're introducing uh, Wakanda and T'Challa for the first half. And then, so if they didn't introduce Michael B. Jordan in the beginning, and then he just shows up later, um, maybe that wouldn't have worked out that well. I think it had a little bit more impact that he shows up later because like, we are on him. Compare it to like Civil War with Zemo. Like he was a thread throughout the entire movie, regardless of how many scenes he was in, he was still a thread throughout. Whereas the movie starts off with a team up between Claw and Killmonger, and then just becomes a Claw movie for some reason. And then halfway through turns into a Killmonger movie. It was a little, dis- it was not even a little, it was very disjointed. Like I said, I wanted more of Michael B. Jordan. I thought he was actually pretty good, even though they barely used him. The movie kind of just yeah. forgot that he was a thing. I wouldn't say barely. I mean, he was, after he shows up again, he's in the movie for the rest of the time. And um, this is a long while. But uh, my biggest complaint I'd say, I'd say is, uh, spoilers everybody, they kill off Claw, which really took me by surprise because now I am no expert in Black Panther comic history, but I do know from reading online and watching that Avengers uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon that um, Ulysses Claw is like Black Panther's arch nemesis. So I was I did not see them killing him off. I thought he was going to go away and then like you know reappear in the sequel. Of maybe they were going to kill him off. They kill all the Marvel villains off. I know, but I thought, you know, th- 17 movies in, maybe they would learn from their, uh, I don't want to say mistakes, but change it up a little bit. But um, no, I really didn't want them to kill off Claw. And because uh, I was saying, I was saying to you the other day, Sean, I'm like, you know, I'm assuming Tom Hiddleston's contract is up soon. So they, they need a new villain to kind of replace him, you know, be the guy who's like a, the villain who appears uh, everywhere in all the other movies. So I'm like, hey, Claw would be good for that. He already appeared in Age of Ultron. And uh, got his arm chopped off there. And, um, yeah, but no. And I understand why they killed him, because it uh, motivates Daniel Kalu- What's his last name? Kalea? The guy from Get Out. It motivates him to, to turn heel and switch sides. Yeah, but at wanted- the same time, you could have switched him out with literally any character. You could have made up a character and said, hey, he was taking uh, vibranium from us. And then that's your inciting incident to get him into Wakanda. It, it didn't have to be Claw. It could have been anyone. I no, I agree with you, but I also understand why they did that, and it, it, it's better it's better than just a cheap death, in my opinion. Like if they just shot Claw on the head and then he was just gone, no mention of him oh, ever. You mean Jimmy Olsen? 
Yeah. <laughs> got killed in the Middle East in the beginning of, oh, God, I'm not getting into that. Um, so, yeah, no, so Claw, you know, much to my dismay of him being killed off because I really wanted to see more of him, at least his death wasn't in vain. It served a purpose. It uh, motivated Daniel Kaluuya's character to, um, I'm sorry, I'm so bad with these characters' names. I remember T'Challa, M'Baku, and uh, Killmonger. That's and, about it. and Ugandan Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> <Got it knuckles. laughs> um, you know, so, uh, yeah, it motivated Daniel K- Kulea's character to, um, sides- <laughs> going to say his name. I'm just going to say that he's going to get out. Uh, uh, his motivated- character's name is Wakabi. Wakabi, thank you. It motivated Wakabi to switch sides because in the beginning of the movie, he tells T'Challa, he's like, yo, you're going to go to South Korea and get and kill Claw, right? And T'Challa's like, you have my word, I will. Killer, bring him back alive. Whatever he wanted him because uh, apparently in the past Claw attacked Wakanda and killed a bunch of people. And um, Wakabi's mom and I think it was his mom and dad, right, were a part of the people he killed. So yeah, yeah. so I understand why he switched sides because uh, Killmonger brought him what T'Challa didn't, and uh, that was pretty cool in my opinion. And the one thing though that I feel like they really lost over was Wakabi was in love with uh, the Michonne from The Walking Dead. What's her character's name? She's she's one of those. Uh, Okoye. Okoye, yeah. So Wakabi's in love with Okoye. They mention it once and then never mention it again until the end of the movie when they're fighting. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they barely have any scenes together. Uh, Like, you didn't have to say that they were in love at all. I think the they're only on screen together. And I think two scenes. I mean, if, if you don't count the whole fucking wrist hologram thing, they're only on screen together in like, uh, the the scene where T'Challa says, "No, we're going on this mission," and then again when uh, Michonne magically stops her rhino from running her over. Oh yeah, I feel like a lot of that was like left on the cutting room floor. You know what I mean? Maybe there's more explanation behind that. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'd love to be a fly in the wall at Disney. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that it would have been better if they just. You know that that could have been a this could have been a way where they could reintroduce like the life model decoys if they wanted to tie in Agents of Shield a little no bit. No spoilers. And, well, with you're, Agents you're, of Shield, uh, I mean, because I'm still yeah, watching. Yeah, well, <laughs> regardless, life model decoys. You know what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know they could have faked Claw's death, or because uh, that I feel like that would have been a better motivator for uh, w- uh, Wakabi to go back to T'Challa. You know, oh, this guy was lying to me the whole time. He he didn't actually kill Claw, uh, or you know if uh they did some sort of weird bullshit where you know he actually brought claw there and you know they thought he was dead you know slowed his heartbeat like superman or whatever oh and, so uh, basically the scene from the he, dark knight yeah any i dude i would have taken it <laughs> yeah i was hoping that would happen like cuz that would have been that could have uh, that could have led into uh claw engaging in the final battle or using that as an opportunity to leave and come back later. You know, it's like, ha suckers, I'm out. That would have been a great twist. What a twist! Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Also, um, the one thing, though, that I was, like, a little iffy on was some of the action scenes. Not terrible in any stretch of the imagination, but in the beginning, when uh, Black Panther's fighting that convoy full of people, mm. that looked... Very dark. Very dark, uh, very yeah. shaky cam. And I thought maybe I thought maybe it was my screening, and then I saw yeah, it again. I still couldn't see a damn thing, dude. In the trailer, the first the first teaser trailer for Black Panther has most of that action scene in it, and it looks fantastic. 
And then you watch the movie, and it doesn't look nearly as good. It reminds me of the newest Jason Bourne when, uh, in the trailer when Matt Damon punches that dude in the face in the, like, the, the fight club in Mexico. It looks really good. In the movie, it looked like shit. <laughs> it's like the same type of thing. Also, I thought the CG wasn't all that great in the movie either. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, when the two uh, Black Panthers were fighting each other, it just looked like a cartoon mess. It was like uh, Spider-Man 3 when he fights the Sandman. Uh, yeah, but that I looked think, better. I think the CG looked fine when it was used in a mostly practical environment. But yeah, when you have something like that where you know, they just George Lucas the whole damn thing and it was just all on a green screen and oh. they're pro- for the most part their suits probably weren't even fucking real because you know, they keep dissolving their faces. <laughs> yeah. But other than like the, some throne rooms and uh, some of the waterfall, what was practical? Casino. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Basically anything in Korea. I don't think any like almost nothing in Wakanda was fucking you mean Atlanta. practical. When they were in the mountains. <laughs> yeah. I think when they were had those establishing shots like the plains and the mountains, I think that was I don't know, so don't freaking kill me in the comments or whatever. But I think that was filmed in Australia too. Yeah, maybe. Or or LA. <laughs> I don't know. Um yeah, so what else? What else? Steve? It was filmed in Oakland. That's where it was filmed. The, mountains, <laughs> the, the scenic mountain range in uh, Oakland. No, I have... Uh, <clears throat> one of the things I really liked about this movie was uh, I thought the Wakandan technology was awesome. I thought a lot of the stuff looked really cool. Like in the beginning when he's getting to drop on the convoy and he picks up the sand car and wipes the roof off and you can see the target in there. I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool. I also like stylistically. I like how they made Wakanda look like... They made Wakanda look like it was from the future... But it had a lot of like the African like colors and design stuff. I thought that looked really cool, especially yeah. when when they were in, like the technology base where uh, Black Panther's sister has all of her like experiments and stuff. And there's that big spiral stair. There's that big spiral staircase, and up the middle mm-hmm. was like that cool totem pole looking thing. I thought that was very like it looked very cool, like very appealing. And yeah, it's uh, called Afrofuturism. It's like uh, it's is that like a real Black word? Thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was a term for it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, no, it was. Um, let's talk about um, Martin Freeman's character, Everett Ross, real quick, who debuts in Civil War, and he's a CIA agent who's uh, who is he like a liaison or something like that, helping out T'Challa in Civil War. He returns in this movie, and he had a way bigger part than I thought he was going to have. Don't get me wrong, I love Martin Freeman. He was great in um, in uh, Fargo season one. Fantastic show. You really liked but, him in Black Panther? I thought he was just kind of there. No, but that's what I'm getting at. Was like, I I didn't mind that he was there because I I like Martin Freeman. I thought the character of uh, Everett Ross is fine, but he I just was constantly surprised by how much he was in this. Like every scene he was in, I'm like, all right, this is his exit. No, he was sticking around. <laughs> then he has that whole scene at the end where he's uh, helping fly. He's uh, flying that like holographic jet shooting down the, um, the the evil Wakandan people as they're trying to transport out bombs or some shit. And it reminded me of the, uh, reminded a lot of people of the um, of the end scene from Phantom Menace. It's like, yeah, oh, I'm going to try spinning. That's a good trick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I guess he's the new Agent Coulson now. I, I guess. I mean, he's only been in two movies, but sure. I mean, I, I see that the weird part is, is like he he has no... Uh, affiliation with Wakanda because originally you'd be like oh well they brought him in to to fix him so he knows everything that's going on there and he they gotta keep it secret but then at the end for the post credit scene or the the mid credit scene 
he just they just explained to everyone that hey Wakanda it has all this technology so it's kind of pointless what's what's the he really has no point of being in any of these movies anymore yeah well I wonder if he'll be in Infinity War he'll probably be flying a jet because he was a great fighter pilot he'll get stabbed through the back uh, (laughs) by Thanos and then appear in a TV show (laughs) he will he will be the the force that unites the Avengers again again yeah and then, uh, yeah, because he, he was a great fighter pilot. Remember, they were just like, remember, you are you were a great fighter pilot in the Air Force. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot I was. Yeah. No, but uh, what, did, what did you guys think of Killmonger's motivation that in the beginning of the movie, T'Chaka, who is the uh, previous, who was T'Challa's dad, previous Chicago. Black Panther. It sounds like what Dale says in King of the Hill, where he's like, shh, 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 but uh, oh. anyway, so T'Chaka in, what is it, 1992, kills Killmonger's dad, who was his brother, too, who was uh, T'Chaka's brother, not Killmonger's Listen, brother. it's a movie about family. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, ever since his dad is killed by T'Chaka, Killmonger vows revenge, joins the Marines, goes all over the world, kills people, tattoos all of his kills, this little, like, these tiny little dots all over his body, and he's got, like, millions of them. Which I wish they would have explained more. more Those were scars. Oh, you're right. I apologize. Uh, Scars. Tiny, they're probably, like, I'm assuming he, like, took, he burned himself a little bit, like a little circle. Those are so, like, visually striking. I wish they would have explained them more. It's just like, oh, they're there. Well, they did. They said they're scars for each person he's killed. Eh. I, (laughs) I needed more. Okay. Um... Yeah, so I, I thought his motivation was just. I completely understand where he was coming from. Not saying his methods were great, but he had way more of a uh, understandable reason to do what he was doing to become. He wanted to become Black Panther, which he does for a portion of the movie because they think that he because he uh, beats T'Challa in ritual combat. And he throws him off the waterfall just like Ra's al Ghul did to Ali in season three of Arrow, and uh, both of them don't die. So <laughs> I guess fall yeah, but damage. Forrest Whitaker does. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker was for some reason. Too. He was uh, well. He didn't want to be tied down to a contract, probably. So uh, I feel like he. It seems like every single time he's in one of these big movies now, he's just the useless character number number one. Well, like, he's a he's a plot device guy. Like he'll tell you yeah. something about the plot, and then and, he does. Uh, he'll have a weird accent, and then he does. It's he's it's kind of pointless for him to be Save in the there. rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> He was just, he was a priest, and then he got stabbed. Yeah, he was like the referee for the um, the ritual matches, pretty much. For the hell, for the hell in the waterfall match. <laughs> but, um, did anybody, any of you guys have any comments on Killmonger? What you thought, oh. what you, if you didn't like him, or what? I mean, I thought it was fantastic. I thought they portrayed him really well. It was cool to see, because um, I, I like the way they tied it in, too, because... I mean, I know a lot of people, especially with they were wondering how, like, how and if uh, current politics were going to play into this movie. And uh, I like the way they did it by the Wakandans kind of being like, we need to stay in our borders and we don't really need to worry about the outside world. But then you have Michael uh, Michael B. Jordan coming over and then his dad, even in the beginning, saying, like, you know, they're killing our people out here. Like, we're, we're all miserable. We're, we're poor. And uh, I liked how it was cool to see. The Ameri- like how they Americanized um, Michael B. Jordan for him to bring that view over, and he wanted to like save his people. And I thought like the way they dealt with the politics in the movie was very well done. 
It didn't feel very like uh, it didn't feel very like ham fisted in there or like yeah, it was really tasteful. Try- yeah, it was that exactly. It was tasteful. Yeah, that was pretty well. But done. you know what? He got he got he got a little ham fisted. Yeah, there's there a, there a <laughs> little in, in there. His, in his not in his actions, but his dialogue. Well, right. I thought that I thought that was clever. His dialogue was such a juxtaposition from how the Wakandan people spoke, and then Michael B. Jordan's like, "Yo, cuz I'm gonna do this," just because of how you know where he was, where he grew up. Almost, I don't know. What I'm, what I'm saying is like almost every line of dialogue of his. Overall, I love, I love the character, but like almost every line of dialogue of his felt like it would be something that was written in a crappy font over an Instagram filtered picture. Ah, I could see it. I could see it. And I'm even starting to see that now, actually on Instagram, particularly (laughs) his final line. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I bet. Also, uh, as yeah. as his uh, motivations and uh, and plan was uh, emerging throughout the movie, my immediate thought was, "Oh my God, so, some right wing group on, on is going to try to spin this as if the movie's uh, propaganda for for black kids to overthrow their oppressors." And I'm just like, "Oh no, I'm just waiting <laughs> for that to happen." Alex Jones. I haven't. He's, yeah. He's nah, nah, they're, they're they're too busy uh, condemning a bunch of kids that are crying over their uh, oh, yeah. dead friends right now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I uh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh yeah. But I, I'm, I, I'm waiting. Quote for unquote it. crisis actors. Fuckers. Still stupid. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about Black <laughs> Panther. Um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh the, yeah. The, Let's talk about. Oh, right, what you gonna say? I something? was gonna say. Let's talk about the after credit scenes. Okay. Uh, so the first mid-credit scene was uh, T'Challa disclosing Wakanda's existence to the world. Not saying nobody knew it didn't exist, but the general population thought that Wakanda was just a third-world country in Africa, not this technologically advanced thing. Which, by the way, you know, as you see, Wakanda's disguised as a mountain. I think it was like it has like yeah. a shield over it. Yeah. And um, so at the end, T'Challa discloses, you know, Wakanda's. Uh, he doesn't necessarily say, oh, we're housing really amazing weapons powered by vibranium, which, by the way, for the longest time, I thought vibranium was just a metal. And it's actually like so everyone else, a mystical, <laughs> a mystical thing that can heal your spine if you have a bullet wound in it. Apparently, it's uh, it's somewhat alluded to in Age of Ultron in a line of dialogue by Ultron saying, you know, the most versatile uh, material on Earth and they use it to make a Frisbee. Oh, yeah. That's actually a good point. Yeah, I've actually seen that quoted on Reddit. Oh, my God. It's all coming together now. <laughs> also, the lines of yarn are cl- clicking in my brain. Uh, two things. One, uh, the uh, not-so-subtle uh, dig at Trump in the that, that post-credit scene, uh, talking about uh, building walls. Um, oh, my God, yeah. I was like, really? You couldn't and, refrain from saying that? <laughs> and number two, uh, it looked like that scene was in one of the trailers so it was like the there's a there's a the scene of him just looking out from the podium i'm pretty sure that was in one of the trailers too so i guess originally yeah, that was, was in, in the, the movie the teaser. yeah i read uh coogler say that that was originally supposed to be the uh final clip before the credits started but did they think um, it was like too much like iron man so they put it <laughs> as a uh, partly that i think it was partly that but also he wanted to um give it more to like uh, uh, the Shuri scene. He felt that was a a better ending Mm. note. Yeah. uh, I think both would have worked to be honest, but um, the second post credit scene after the credits were over was uh, you you see someone awaken in a tent. Lulz. I wonder who it could be. I was betting money. It was going to be Captain America. Oh, come on. I mean, because Buck, it was Bucky, everybody. And just because Bucky was frozen in that like, cryo tube at the end 
of Civil War, I'm thinking to myself, why would they unfreeze him and then bring him to a tent? Because in in um, Winter Soldier, when he's frozen and unfrozen pretty quickly, it's not like they got to drag him out there, have him lay down for a bit, you know? So I thought it was going to be Captain America. But it was Bucky, and I think, Mike, you were, you were saying to me the other day how you're suspecting that's probably actually a scene from Infinity War, just like at the end of Ant-Man they had a scene from Winter Soldier. Civil War. Yeah. God damn it. So many movies. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that's what I'm sort of hoping for anyway, because I'm looking at that and like, okay, this whole movie takes place starting only a week after Civil War. You know, they, they say like at the beginning of the movie on, a, on the way back to Wakanda from the uh, Nigeria mission, he's watching the news mm-hmm. and he's seeing about, you know, oh, they, uh, the thing that happened, you know, Zemo was apprehend was brought to authorities last week um and he wasn't king for very long before this whole claw and killmonger thing started like so this movie seems to take place in a pretty short amount of time like killmonger is only king for like a day and uh this only happens like a week maybe two after civil war so uh, you know shuri's not going to have i don't think she's going to have fixed bucky that quickly I don't know. You see how quickly she fixed Ross? Yeah, but I mean, this is the magic world of freaking uh, just replace a arm with a blaster. And this other thing is about mind control. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We're all just hypothesizing. Since when has Bucky been the White Wolf? I didn't know he shared a nickname with the Geralt of Rivia. Uh, Never. (laughs) Yeah, I was so confused when they were calling him that. I was like, White Wolf? Who's White Wolf? <laughs> They're calling you, you White Devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I noticed you left in the Quintay Awards part. It's, like, it's how they know you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, pretty good post credit scene overall. Yeah. Gets me hyped for Infinity War. I thought these uh, were the, the two, uh, maybe not worst, but the, the two least uh, important post credit scenes that we've had so far. Yeah, they didn't really lead into anything else, which is what I always expect these post-credits And we scenes still don't know, know where that goddamn Soul Stone is. Yeah, which, I mean, I was betting money that the Soul Stone was going to be mentioned or shown for a, at least, like, a, a minute or so in this movie. But, you know, I'm reading all this shit online, and uh, everyone's going saying... going to be that, the core of the Vibranium Meteor. Yeah, oh, ex- oh, no. exactly. Because that's how... Because uh, when they have the ritual, uh, the ritual ceremony for when you become Black Panther... And you get buried in that dirt, and you see the souls of your ancestors, just like T'Challa saw T'Chaka, Michael B. Jordan saw his dad. So I'm assuming the Soul Stone is buried under there somewhere. And that's going to be why Thanos is attacking Wakanda in the Infinity War trailer. So I think we can all make a safe bet. That's it. Could you imagine if we watched the whole Infinity War movie and the Soul Stone's not even mentioned? That'd be so weird. <laughs> what are you talking about? There were, only, <laughs> there were only five Infinity Stones, or four Infinity Stones, or however many there are. Yeah. Oh but uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Soul Stone's in Wakanda somewhere. That's probably how it gives vibranium so much power. Well, yeah, no one could... man should have all that power. <laughs> Just like uh, the famous singer Kanye East said. So, Kanye. In, uh, what were you saying, Steve? Kanye East. Kanye East. Didn't you hear? I think he named his son Chicago or something like that. His newest kid. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> I, was about to say, I thought you were going to say Chicago. Oh man! So in uh, in closing, let's uh, give Black Panther a. You want to do a letter grade or number grade? I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, 
lucky today. I don't know. What do we normally do? I don't even remember. Four bags well, we usually do letter grades, but we go back and forth. Yeah, four bags, four bags of popcorn, two sodas. All right. So, um, since I'm uh, since there was a gambling scene in that movie, let's go with numbers. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight point five out of ten. What about you, Sean? I will give it a six out of ten. Steve, Ooh, I would say, uh, I'd say eight. And Mike, uh, I would say seven. Seven, seven. Everybody, eight point five, eight, six, nine. Five. Damn, you're fine. <laughs> Jesus. Seven, you got to remind. Remember, seven is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, when you look at like uh, things like uh, cinema score, like God forbid you get a B minus, that means it's a terrible movie. Damn yeah, really. I know. I thought yeah. I, high school taught me B meant above average, <laughs> yeah. which is good. Like we're, we're looking at a whole scale here from zero or one, whatever the hell, to ten. Yeah, exactly. So that anyway, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> yes, Mike, you're an eight out of ten. Uh, so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our Black Panther spoiler cast. Remember, you can follow us on Blah Blah Pod One. Check out our video review, our secret fun video review on our YouTube channel, Blah Blah Podcast. And uh, yeah. Stick around for any episodes, uh, uh, any episodes we put out on our blah blah feeds on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher. Subscribe there. Good night.